can kick this off. It's been a while. It has been a while. Been a. It's been a while. It's been a. Oh, that's a great song from the from the nineties, noughties by what? Stained. Oh, I mean, I'd say sing it, but then we run into all no, kinds of copyright it's, issues. <laughs> it's, it was like a sort of rock emo classic. Anyway, welcome back to the podcast, listeners. OMG, Kyle, we're back. It's season three. We've been away. We know you've missed us. We've been getting your tweets. We've been getting your emails. You've been coming up to us in the street saying, are you those blokes from that podcast that people sometimes listen to? And we'd be like, yes, we are. I don't know how they got my address job. I got a letter through the post that simply said, more now. More now. So here we are. <laughs> so here we are. Welcome back to the Absolute Worldy Football Podcast, Season 3. It feels like we've been doing it for three years when we say that, but we haven't. We haven't. It's been about nine months, uh, and it feels like it's been about nine months since we last did an episode. It's a reflection of our relationship with football, us, our choice of season length. Obviously, we know a football season lasts a year, but we like to mix it up. We do. We're, we're just crazy like that. I mean, I've is. been busy with my real life job to be honest. And I'm not saying, guys, that this isn't a job for me, but it has slightly been overtaken by other things. Uh, what's your excuse? Um, well, one of them is my Christmas present. Tell tell, tell me, and by extension, our listenership about your Christmas present. Okay, so from my family, they didn't know what to get me. What do you get the man that has everything? <laughs> uh, and so they, got, they, they, they had an idea. They'd all chip in together, including my grandmother, and buy me an Xbox One. <laughs> Whoa, an Xbox One? I had previously got rid of my Xbox um, because I was spending way too much time playing FIFA about two years ago. Um, and then to this year to get a brand new, much more powerful Xbox. And I opened it and the look on my face, well, you can explain to listeners, Joel, this is what I look like. Oh, you look like the world's just fallen out of your bottom. They, my mum was like, are you not happy with the present? I was like, this is, it's wonderful, but this is going to be a huge time thief. <laughs> Um, and I'm not going to get anything done because my dad's quite often on me to, you know, be creative, get stuff done. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So I, I've done a couple of amazing FIFA careers. Uh, <laughs> Is that what you've been doing since we've been off the air? Not solely. Um, I I took Forest Green Rovers from League Two to the brink of the championship Vegan playoffs. Vegan FC? Mm-hmm. Wait, wait, you took them to the brink and then what happened? I got the new job. But that is disgusting. You left Vegan FC. I also... The then, only well, worthwhile football team in the world. I took them on because there was a huge transfer embargo at Chelsea and they needed a man to work within those confines. Who was that man? It was me. <laughs> so I helped Chelsea to get through. I mean, it wasn't a scenario in the game. I just didn't allow myself to make any transfers. I've got to say, when I start, when we started this intro, on our first intro back, I didn't expect it for so long just to be you talking about your computer game. Oh, well, that, well, that's that. I've, I've spent a lot of time playing FIFA. Uh, I've also <laughs> uh, I've got a new career as a satirical um, football draw joker. So I, I mimic a football draw being done to my friends on WhatsApp who live in foreign countries that can't listen to the draw. Great. How's that going? They loved it. I mean, you did one for me whilst I was away. You're a friend. And I'm a friend-ish. And uh, <laughs> host friend, co-host friend, you know. We're friends, There's Joel. an overlap. We are friends. Um, sometimes I think listeners think we might not be. We are. We're definitely friends. Um, yeah, no, you did. You, you did the Champions League draw for me. You had Paul Skulls on doing it with you. Yeah, that was me too. Was that you as well? Yeah, I just was acting. Oh, I thought you were interviewing Paul Scott. Well, maybe listeners, one day I will do a draw for you. Yes, indeed. And maybe you'll even be interviewing the real Paul Skulls. As it is, in terms of interviewing, we are back. We're here to stay and we do have another guest this week and it's a repeat guest. I think I can hear the doorbell going. Oh my God. Is that our guest? Is it? Do you think that might be Rowan McCloskey? Giveaway. That's right. I don't know nothing about football. 
So happy, so happy to have you back. I was weeping myself. Straight into clapping on mic as well. (laughs) Such good radio etiquette. Do you know that your episode from season two was one of our most listened to episodes? It's in fact our second most popular episode. I've got a lot of friends. A lot of friends and well wishes. You're sitting uncomfortably close to her there. That was good. It's It's a small studio. It's a very small studio. We don't exactly have a lot of room. Um, (laughs) How are you doing, Rowan? Yeah, not too shabby. Thank you very much for having me back. I I, I like this very much, sitting in between you. (laughs) It's a fun sandwich. (laughs) So, Ro, for the listeners who will find it very hard to forget your last episode... Called Run Over in Watford. Yeah. Do you have any memory of what we talked about that week? <laughs> Not a clue. Not a clue. I'll probably just repeat it. That's all I know about football. <laughs> so anything will just come up again. I mean, it's good that we really inspired you to go out and and, and yeah. engage with football. Although I did see you recently put out a, a put out some feelers via social media within networks that you and I are both part of. That was a weird way of saying. You, yeah. You, you WhatsApped a group that we're both in. So. <laughs> Some sort of weird sex underground. Yeah. I know, I was like, what? I don't know. Which one are you going to bring up now? No, I know. <laughs> Saying, did anyone want to come see some women's football? Yeah, I really want to get into it. Did anyone go with you? Literally no one responded. Not even a response? No. They'll listen to a podcast, but they won't talk to me. That's the difference between social media. They like the idea of you as a celebrity rather yeah. than a friend. Yeah. They like some distance. Yeah. I'll so listen sad. to a talk when I can fast forward through certain bits. <laughs> yeah. So apart from not going to women's football, what else have you been up to? But can I say, I've actually found it very difficult. If anyone can help me with this, you guys. Go on. <laughs> and our huge listenership. Yes. I want, how do I, I can't even seem to find the booking site to book it on. To, I want but to buy what, tickets just for football, women's football. Just, for the a, Premier League women's football. You've got to go on to the specific team's website. I do, and then it's sometimes not available. Or they're, like, they're like, even if it's coming up in two weeks, it's like, you can't book it yet. And I'm like, well, when can I book it? Maybe Why do you a, want there must be like a generic homepage for the league itself. Which If have... you can find it with booking abilities, send it to me and I will, I will do something in return, like buy you a lump of gold. Seems like a fair swap. Listeners, if you want a slice of that lump of gold, then if please you, send us the link. If you tweet us links, we'll send them on to Rowan and then we'll figure out some kind of postage and packaging situation where she can then you slice yeah. off some of her lump of gold. It seems yeah. like a fair deal. Yeah, you guys have to pay for P&P though. That's <laughs> not on me! Well, we'll be setting up a Patreon for that any day now. I can't even speak. I'm so weirded out by what we're talking about. <laughs> Slices of gold and P&P. <laughs> right, what else have you been doing? Uh, um, I just finished my solo show that was di- co-directed by this guy. Pointing, <laughs> pointing at Joel. Pointing at Joel. Not again. at Kyle. Good radio again. Uh, yeah. Just really good. I just like doing things. Um, <laughs> yeah, so that was nice. So what was it was, called? It was called My Father the Tantric Massa. Or MFTTM. That is what some called it. <laughs> During rehearsals. Yeah, literally no one's ever called it that. MFTTM. We, yeah. Why not? <laughs> sounds sounds like a, some kind of team. So yeah. what was, I mean, it's quite a evocative title, My Father the Tantric Monsieur. What was it about? Monsieur. Monsieur. <laughs> He's the, my Mons- father the Tantric Monsieur. <laughs> no, I didn't say Monsieur. You did. My father did. the Tantric Monsieur. Monsieur. Because you know that you don't pronounce the N in French. So when you're trying to say Monsieur, you're not saying it correctly. But the way you said Monsieur 
Well, I, sounds like Monsieur. Thank you for that lesson. Is it show? I don't li- like li- myself. I'm sorry. A little reminder that Rowan is half Algerian and therefore speaks French. <laughs> sorry, everyone. <laughs> I take it back. Don't so take it back. <laughs> was the show in French? No, it wasn't. Hopefully, one day to be translated, though. Eh? Yeah. F- why the fuck not? Sorry. <laughs> just, just swore there. Yeah. I don't normally swear on the podcast. We are live. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I. It's uh, the show. It's good that you still don't really understand how a podcast works. <laughs> By live, she means recording, and we are doing that. So carry on, Ro. <laughs> Um, what was your question, Kyle? What was your show about? <laughs> the show was about, um, really, so my father, who became a tantric master uh, at the age of 69, and then basically I pretended that's what it was about, but I just spoke about myself for the majority of it, um, and it was a lot to do with sex and sexuality. Isn't that right, Joel? That is correct, yes. Sounds uh, like great fun. I mean... Will it be coming back? Good question. Will it indeed? Stay tuned, listeners, for Stay. next time she's on... Yeah, season four episodes. <laughs> yeah. Should have done it again. We will have missed the opportunity to plug it. Bro, have you, have you seen any worldies lately? Oh, have I seen any worldies lately? Have you met any worldies lately? Hey, hey. Done any worldies? I mean, the show... Are wasn't... we still talking about football worldies? No. Or just like world in general? We've kind of just given up on that, really. <laughs> no, I just... Maybe you'd like to tell us what sort of worldies you've been... Meeting. Let's have a thing. I mean, your, I... your previous suggestion for a worldie was Marco Matarazzi head, uh, getting headbutted by Zinedine Zidane. Yeah, that was a great one, wasn't it? Yeah, so a thing like that. You can have that one again. You've done that one. Well, I was thinking, like, in terms of the world, Algeria's just had protests to get democracy, which has been great. That's happened in the world. Great. A but let's localise some Absolute of that. Worldie. <laughs> um... Absolute worldie protest. <laughs> that's, that's the political spin-off from our podcast. <laughs> Um, I watched the Man U game on Saturday. Who were we playing? Wolves. We shouldn't have lost. It was pretty tragic. They were pretty awful, United, I thought. Yeah. God, this is almost football-related content. Who's your favourite United player at the moment? ATM. Oh, Nicky Butt. (laughs) Still Nicky Butt. Never got over Nicky Butt. Didn't we do a blind date with Rowan in the past of Nicky Butt, (laughs) Dennis Wise, and was it Gary Neville? Matteo and the guy from this year's World Cup, um... Southgate. Uh, not Southgate. Not in the waistcoat, but the other one that's got... Not Kane. Eric was Dyer. it Kane? Eric Dyer. Because like he speaks Portuguese. You like the fact he spoke Portuguese and had an excellent six-pack. Yeah. But you're still obviously not over Nicky Butt. <laughs> <laughs> I never will be. <laughs> Who is? Nicky Butt. What a, what a dreamboat. Yeah. What a gentleman. <laughs> He's a classic player. Maybe we should swiftly move on to... Classic worldies. Classic worldies. <laughs> and it falls to me this week, listeners, in our first week back, to provide you with some classic worldy fun. Uh, and I've been thinking a lot uh, about footballers, and specifically about footballers' names. Everyone's talking about the football. Do you want to talk with me about yeah. So, uh, Kyle and I recently guested on another podcast. I know, controversial. I'm not going to name it because it's probably not coming out for a while yet. Uh, but one of the hosts pointed out something that sparked a thought in my head, which is, uh, well, I'll ask you first. Do you have anyone in the world, Rowan McCloskey, I think I already know the answer to this, who shares your name? Well, <clears throat> do you know Wilsdon area in northwest London? <laughs> do I ever? <laughs> I did not see that being the That's answer. where my nan's from, Kingsbury. Really? Queensbury. Queen, yep. Yeah, all sort of about the same place. Mile radius, yeah, come Blackbird on now. Yeah, Hill and you're all around. But in Wilsdon, mm. there's a little hill, uh, I mean Dollis Hill, there's a little hill coming up to Neasden and um, there's a plaque that says Ronan McCloskey died here. Ronan? 
Yeah, so it's not exactly the same. It's pretty similar. <laughs> like All it is, they move one of the ends yeah. around. That's so, amazing. Right. Yeah. So the most famous person you could think of. I know they're not famous either. That's just... <laughs> Rowan, when you first saw that sign, how old were you and what did you feel? I was 16 and I was like, wow, is that me? <laughs> like, I love you, Great, good. Uh, there's Rowan Atkinson, but that's not my name. <laughs> and then there's also the Detective McCloskey in The Godfather 1. Is that what you're talking about? Well, I mean, you com- oh, yeah. you did combine it there. I just I got distracted by this Rowan Atkinson, but that's not my name. I mean, I wasn't just like asking for a disparate list of people who don't have your name. I, don't, I also don't think he spells it the same. No, nothing. no, not at all. All pronounces. Does anyone spell it your way? Because it's quite unique. I've never met anyone that spells it my way. And actually, you know this. I did I say this last time? <laughs> Stop me if you heard it. I am. Um, no, 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 no. I found out Repeated when I was... chat bot. <laughs> Get the chat bot in there. Yeah, good. <laughs> when I was um, 22, I saw my birth certificate for the first time, and I've been spelling my name my whole life wrong, but my parents spelled it differently. Definitely didn't bring that up when we were with you last time. Yeah. Take back the chat bot because that was new information. <laughs> yeah. So how were they spelling it? With a uh, W? <clears throat> no, with a U, so it's Ruan. Like the town. R O U A N N. Oh, that's nice. Oh, yeah. that's lovely. But then they forgot they did that and just Let did it me... how I do it now. It's R O A and then. Great. So legally, are you are. Well, it's my. It depends what's legal. So if, if people are listening to this and they want to scam you, <laughs> is there a you or <laughs> yeah. not? Yeah. Then a... my name's Michelle. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think of a good pun to do with ruin, but I can't think of one. Well, you've ruined that. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> so uh, the reason I bring this up is is that Kyle 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 Ross, tell us about your namesake. Well, what happens if one were to, if I were to Google you, potentially giving too much away with the safe search on my Google mechanism off, what would I find? <laughs> wow, that pretty much that noise that Rowan just made. Uh, <laughs> there is a porn star with my name. Um, on Twitter, I am Kyle Ross London. Because Kyle Ross XXX, is what I wanted, <laughs> is a porn star. Um, very successful. Started off as a Bieber lookalike with the fringe and everything, but now he's gone from strength to strength. Whereas yeah. my my followership is is plateaued at about three hundred. Do you ever get anyone following you being like send nudes or? That's never happened. Not or, once. Or like, hey, I was watching one of your films the other day. Never, because I don't look like him. Ah, uh, yeah, that's. A good if one. I did, that would be a. A fast track to more followers. Yeah. This is my favourite thing about you now, Carl Ross. XXX. No, like, Carl Ross London. I'm going to look him up. <laughs> it's easily it's done. Well worth, well I just gave you his Yeah, thing. I think we should Do you know what? Other, other uh, porn stars are available, but I encourage our listeners to Google Carl Ross XXX. Why not? We're not a family-friendly show, are we? But Joel Samuels, aren't you also a DJ? <laughs> so Joel Samuels, if uh, Joel Samuels was famously a character in Neighbours, I say famously, famously with me, because if I Google myself, the first person I get... Daniel McPherson, who played Joel Samuels in Neighbours. Oh, hold on a second. And you don't not look like Joel... The Kennedys' I don't, son. No, ne- that's not him. Who's Joel Samuels in Neighbours? <laughs> right. well, he, yeah, here's the issue with that. Well, there's two things there. He's not, he's not called Joel Kennedy, so there's an issue. So that's not him. So it's not him. I've never watched Neighbours. I just know that someone in it had my name. But what about a DJ? So, yes, so the, the better person called Joel Samuels that's not Joel Samuels from Neighbours, which makes me more excited than anything in, in the world, is uh, DJ Luck of DJ Luck and MC Neat fame. 
His uh, his oh. his real name is Joel Samuels. I do know that. And, I was very. Drunk. And uh, the three of us used to work together. Uh, 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 <laughs> myself, Rowan, and Kyle. And at a Christmas party once, uh, the bosses of the place we worked uh, organised DJ Luck and MC Neat. That's right. Other late nineties, early noughties garage groups are available. Not if they want to share your name. Not if. The... <laughs> and I shouted drunkenly to MC Neat, "Oi, my name's Joel Samuels." And he turned around and he said to DJ Luck, Oi, that guy's name's Joel Samuels. And DJ Luck looked at me and went, Yeah? <laughs> Claim to fame. Claim to fame. And that brings me neatly on to this week's classic worldie. How does it? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us. Which is a game. And I couldn't decide what to call it, uh, this game. So it's either Fame for the Game or Fame for the Name. That's one of the titles. What's in a name? What's in a name? Both or Noth? That's a t- potential. Or famous for both or just famous. That's nice. Yeah. Uh, I that. So uh, famous for both or just famous is a game in which I will read out a name and between the two of you, you will decide whether that is someone who is uh, both famous for, for some kind of celebrity activity and a footballer or just a celebrity. Oh, this is great. Didn't I win last time we played a game? Yes, you beat me. Oh. You beat me on Elton John real. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, excellent. Yes. Oh, this is. So I, this your is your championship is on the line, Ruan. Shit. <laughs> Let's play. Famous for both. Or just famous? Homer. Famous for both or just famous? Oh. First of all, anyone know what Homer's fa- Homer is famous for? Well, I think it's a trick is question. It's not Homer Simpson, but he's also a famous philosopher. You're go- uh, I, I was going for the famous author of the Iliad and the Odyssey. Okay. But is he also a footballer? I'm going to say both. I'm going to say also both. Just famous for foot. No! Just famous not for football. That's okay. Not football. Both, off, both, not both off the bad start. Both off the bad start. Right. Here we go. Mozart. Mozart. Famous for both or just famous? My gut is telling me just famous, but I'm going to say for both. Well, just to keep it competitive, I'll go the opposite. I'll say just famous for being a composer. He is an Austrian composer. Is? Was an Austrian composer. And also a Brazilian footballer. Oh, no. Mozart. One well nothing to run. So to see how the game works now. Uh, <laughs> another excellent radio tactic. Rowan is keeping tally of her points on her hands. <laughs> Just the one thumb now. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Gladstone. That's Gladstone. In case you don't know, the if he was just famous, it would be as a British Prime Minister. We both knew that, didn't we, Rowan? Yeah, absolutely. I was like, William you're Gladstone. talking about him again. Yeah, <clears throat> but was he also a footballer? I'm going to say for both. Famous for both. I'll just say just famous for being a Prime Minister. PM. I like the fact you're just taking the opposite of Rowan's answer. That's how you win. Good radio. <laughs> Famous for both. No! He's also a Brazilian footballer. Oh, no coming back from 2-0 down. No, I mean, there's enough of these. At some point, just tell me when you get bored. <laughs> Never will I. Let's go. Crack on. Uh, sticking with British Prime Ministers, Disraeli. Oh, called Dizzy. That was that was an interview for seat one year. Um. <laughs> I'm going to start, because she's always going first. Yep. So I'm going to go first this time. Just famous for being ex-Prime Minister. <sighs> I probably would have said that. <laughs> My gut is saying for both again, but I'm going to say uh, no, just just for prime minister. Just famous. He was not a footballer. Three one. Keep going. Here we go. Carlos Santana. 
bit, bit of a jump. Bit of a jump. I agree with you. I mean, I've tried to, I've tried to collate these into like sort of groups, but I realise the link between Disraeli and Carlos Santana is quite, quite broad. Quite. Just Although Disraeli famously played classical guitar. How did you know that? That's a just, lie. just famous for being a guitarist. Uh, for both. He's famous for both. Oh Carlos Santana is a former Costa Rican playmaker. I mean, just think of how big South America is and not one football that was going to be called Santana. Are you completely bonkers? I think that Costa Rica is Central America, actually. Oh, uh, yeah. Taken. Sorry. Here we Attracted. go. Bono. Bono. <laughs> famous for both. Not just famous. I've got literally six Okay, more. Miranda, you go first. You go first. My gut's saying for both, but I'm going to go with just famous. I'm going to say both. Sort of a trick question. Because <laughs> is... he used to be a footballer. No. Oh, oh that'd be good though. I haven't got any of them. <laughs> <laughs> God, no. Uh, so there's no footballer called Bono, but there is uh, the Toronto FC current goalkeeper, Alex Bono. Not having that. Not having that. So it's just famous. Oh, yeah, because Bono's like Madonna. It's not yes. just... Yeah. So who won that one then? I forgot what you both said. <laughs> I think that you won. I think that makes it 5-1. I won because I, I said just famous. I think first to five, Rowan wins. Sure. Are, the, are the classics on the list, Joel? Uh, let's do the let's two... Do fem- this let's do the sudden death. Let's do the two female footballers and then I'll leave this game. Okay. Okay. So we've got Jill Scott. Ah, oh, for both. Go. I mean, I know big Jill Scott, the footballer. She's a legend. She's the lioness's Peter Crouch. Sure. I'm going to say just her though because the other is Gil Scott Heron. Gil Scott, no, not Gil Scott, Jill Scott, the R and, help me out, Rowan. So I don't know who Jill Scott is, I just, it's again, a common name. I can't believe <laughs> that you both don't know who the Who R- is she, Joel? The R&B legend, Jill Scott. Legend. Give me a song. Uh, off the top of my head. What a legend. She, fe- <laughs> <laughs> she featured on Daydreaming by Lupe Fiasco. Sounds like a legend in her own lunchtime to me, Rowan. <laughs> Next one. Amy Winehouse. Oh, shut <laughs> up. <laughs> It's the final one. It's all riding on this. I'm going to give all the points. Okay, so we have to What's have different score? answer. Doof, doof. What's the score? So it's 6-1. So there's uh, uh, seven <laughs> points riding on this. Okay. I'm going to go with just the singer because I would have heard of a football game oh, in my house. I would have gone with. Yeah, well, you've got to go otherwise. You've got to mix it up. I don't... Is that, it doesn't feel like that's how things should work. Well, we can't both win. <laughs> yeah, no, but... I just want to win. So I want to give the answer that I think is going to make me win. Okay, oh, fine, fine. I'll let you do both. it. You're the guest. No, go on. Because now I just look like I'm being a diva. Joel, tell us. Just famous. There is no footballer called Amy Whitehouse. Kyle steals at the end. Unjustly won the whole game. Kyle gets six points and wins seven. Winner of famous of both or just famous? I, I, I mean that is a great. Love that. It's a great game. uh, Thank you. Uh, Well, if you would like to play famous for both or just famous, write into us and we'll send you the box. I don't know. Joel, how, what inspired you to do this again? Oh, my name being your a, name being a porn star. And then I thought about footballers who were famous, and then I and then I just fell down a rabbit hole. Uh, it's a great Google. It's I'm not going to lie to you. It's a fun fun Google. I've thought of another one. Go on then, Chris Martin. Chris Martin, yes, Irish international, ex- Scottish, Scottish international, and uh, Coldplay singer. Rowan, got any? <laughs> just working through it. Uh, no, no, I went through porn. I was like, no, there's just. <laughs> There's, it's a it's a it's a rabbit hole that I enjoyed falling down. I'm not sure it translated into good radio, but I'm glad we did it. Well, thanks for this week's classic Wildy. Yeah. 
Okay, I don't know about you listeners, but I absolutely adored the name game we just played. Great, I've already forgotten what it was called. Just famous or famous for both? That's it. Now, Joe actually uh, had a much more extensive list, including some legendary names like Michael Jackson, James yeah. Morrison. Uh, I'll, I'll be honest with you, I bailed on the uh, on the item, Carl. Who else was there? Peter Gabriel, come Peter on. Peter Gabriel was on there. Uh, like oh. the aim. Not like the angel. The angel, no, not like the angel. The angel was not called Peter not, not Gabriel. Like, like the lead singer of Genesis, but also like the... No, the lead singer of Genesis was the guy with no hair. Phil Collins? Yeah. He was the drummer of Genesis. Oh. Didn't he? I thought he sang and drummed. Yeah, he did, but Peter Gabriel was also the... the oh, wow. This Sle- is... I thought he sang Sledgehammer. Sledgehammer. That was Peter Gabriel. Well, anyway, Peter Gabriel. Peter Gabriel was an ex-Czech Republic defender, and that is more interesting. I mean, it certainly is. I mean, what a game. I Maybe we'll play it again in the future. Socrates... John, oh. F- John Kennedy, lose the F, but still, there's one. I think Robert Kennedy is the name of the Brazilian player that is on loan at Newcastle from Chelsea. There you go. There you go. George Lucas, that's a good one. They're all great, Joel. George Lucas was a defender. Let us know if you enjoy the game, and we'll, one day we'll probably play it again, listeners. Yeah, because we're not creative enough to come up with a new game every week. Should we crack on to speaking this week's this week, I was going to say, speaking of every week, it's this week's Weldy, Carl, and it falls to you on our first episode back. To shock us with news of the world of football. Okay, and this is shocking. Uh, we're going to talk about this week's worldie is pitch invasions. Now, to start off on a light note, mm. I would like to ask you both, your experiences of pitch invasions, have you ever been involved in one? Do you want to just clarify what a pitch invasion is? Because Rowan looks blank. No, no, I, I know. I, <laughs> I know. Tell us, Ro. Isn't it when the pitch gets invaded? Exactly. It says it on the pin goal. <laughs> you were wrong to doubt Rowan. I don't know. I still feel. I still feel uncertain. Joel, do you have any experience with pitch invasion? Uh, well, I've sort of done a couple in my time, Carl. Um, uh, we never talk about the teams we support, so I'll leave out the name of my football team that I support. Okay. But uh, once, uh, whilst playing away at Aston Villa, uh, my team scored a very late winner. Uh, I had got a. I had a broken arm at that time, uh, and uh, may have forgotten that I had a broken arm, and jumped up out of my seat jumped over the seats in front of me and made it down to the front with about 20 or 30 other people and we jumped over the barricade and all did a big huddle with the players. How far did you get onto the pitch? Uh, My foot touched grass. Well done, And then as I went back to my seat, my arm started hurting and uh, my dad, who I'd gone to the game with, was like, well, that was fucking stupid, wasn't it? Actual verbatim quote. That's a very good impression of him. <laughs> Thanks, yeah, talks. Um, I also, on the very last game that my football team played at their old stadium, uh, I uh, at the end of the game, there was a big thing over the PA saying, fans, please stay off the pitch. But nobody listened. Uh, but I felt guilty about it. So I walked onto the pitch along with thousands and thousands of other people. Um, took a photo of myself standing on the grass because once again, my dad hadn't come with me and uh, walked back to my seat. That's what my... did your dad say that time? He said, was it worth it? I said, yes, it was. <laughs> <laughs> how about you, Rowan? I've never invaded a pitch. Um, it's never occurred to me to do so. Well, I think, actually, from <laughs> what I'm going to say next, you are, you're a good person. Joel, you might be... I might be going to prison. Yeah, reprehensible behaviour. Um, I, myself, I have been on the pitch... Uh, none less than Wembley Stadium. No way. Wow. That's right. I went to see the Spice Girls in the late 90s. <laughs> and I was uh, sitting on the pitch. I've been on the... No, I've been on the pitch. I just didn't invade it. I know. I was on a tour. It was a joke, bro. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so 
sorry, I got really upset because I was like, no, 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 but I'm in. I'm, I was I'm in, in. I was in a joke. I actually thought maybe, you know, being a fellow North West <laughs> London area girl, you might have been in that Wembley Spice Girls concert. I've never seen the Spice Girls live, unfortunately. Oh, it was great. I was I more interested in the fact that I could see the Wembley pitch through the sort of plastic mesh that was on the on the pitch. Wow. And I was like, Mum, look, the grass. And she was like, I don't care about the grass. I was like, I'm going to take some for Dad. She was like, Aww. whatever. So I bent through and grabbed a handful and put it in my pocket and took it back to my dad. That patch has never grown back. Uh, my dad said... Was it worth it? No, he didn't. <laughs> Joel's um, dad wasn't there. Who's your favourite Spice Girl car? At the time, 100% Jerry. Ah. Really? Nowadays, probably Emma Bunton. Really? I would have thought you were a baby. No. Fun. Yeah. What about me? What do you think mine would be? Um, I think you uh, would... Kind of... I don't think you can insult me with this. You can no, just say it's one. not at all. I just... I think... Um, I've, I've, I had the same. I'll tell you what. I had the same one when I was a kid, and now I think it's changed. between Mel B and Jerry. You'd be wrong on both counts. Mel C. Mel C. Let's move oh, on. Actually, I was going to say Mel C. <laughs> well, there's bro, scary. You're wearing a leopard print top. <laughs> okay, so we're going to move on to this week's worldie and the pitch invasions of the last couple of weeks. What has been going on on this aisle? A couple of weeks ago, Easter Road is the home of Hibernian in Edinburgh. Hibs. Uh, they were playing Celtic at home. Uh, and this wasn't an invasion, but it was a sort of the start of it all. A fan threw a quarter glass bottle of gin empty uh, at a player. Scott Sinclair, glass bottle. Doesn't happen very often. It was pretty shocking. Uh, didn't make contact, but it was very, very close. Then next home game at Hibs, again, worse. Uh, well, maybe not worse, but still bad. Uh, against Rangers this time, a fan managed to get over the uh, the sort of hoardings onto the pitch as a, the captain of Rangers, James Tavernier, was about to do a throw on and he petulantly kicked the ball away. Wow, that's uh, that's what you do when you get over the hoardings. So this guy was maybe his like, early what, 20s. What is it? The petulance? Is that what's got you there? Something's, something's set her off. Bro, get the laugh out because it's going to get dark. <laughs> it's just you saying something serious has just sent me over the edge. <laughs> I just didn't see it coming and it's so rare I see you like that. <laughs> okay. Oh god, I'm well, really sorry. Well, th- that wasn't that bad really. Just kicking a ball away, quite childish. No, but no one was at another human being. It's, That's not, it's not nice, is it? Now, <laughs> it literally made you cry with laughter. Meanwhile, oh, in England, oh, at St Andrews, Birmingham City's home pitch, a 27-year-old cretin got onto the pitch. <laughs> during is that the, the t- I mean, when you find out what he did, you might agree with me. Oh my he, it was the second City derby between Birmingham City and Aston Villa. This guy managed to get on the pitch, running full pelt towards an Aston Villa player, swung a punch in <coughs> from behind and made contact with his neck. Uh, he was then jumped on by a bunch of Aston Villa players who probably gave him a good kicking. Um, but basically, Jack Grealish then went on to score the winning goal and a 1-0 victory. So far from being completely thrown and far from it achieving what the fan probably wanted, which was Grealish to be completely thrown and uh, hurt, mm. uh, they went on to win the game. Since then, Villa are unbeaten and Birmingham City, interestingly, haven't won a game. And also, no- another sort of interesting thing that happened in that game, when the stewards came on to sort of accost, well, well to sort of stop the, the, the fan from continuing his, his assault... Uh, a, a Birmingham City steward managed to kick Grealish as well. Oh, great. Nice. So he thought, he thought in the Malay he hadn't been seen, but he, he very clearly seemed to have a little kick at Grealish from behind. Wow. And this was a, the steward that was supposed to be pulling away the fan. The fan got sentenced very quickly with a two-week prison sentence, I think, 14 days. 
Um, and But what was probably most damning was that as he was being pulled away, sections of the Birmingham City support were jeering and applauding him off. Hero's sort of response, which is, you know... What is happening where this person thinks his actions are okay? Ro, that is exactly my point. Now, I'm going to quickly say, right, rather than this being like sort of responded to by people stopping behaving like this, it actually exacerbated. The, this weekend just gone, there were three separate incidents. A, uh, a female steward at Bournemouth uh, reportedly got her nose broken by a Newcastle fan. Oh, blooming hell. Um, then there was also an, uh, the Manchester City game versus Swansea. In Swansea, two fans managed to... Swansea fans, after losing in the last kick of the game, managed to get onto the pitch and accost uh, the Manchester City players in Chenko. Um, and also at West Ham, they, they also had a last-minute um, winner and their fans managed to also cause a, a ruckus against a, in their game against Huddersfield. So, Rowe... What is going on? Oh, it's very difficult because I know that this can, you know, does this happen at women's football games? I don't know. Uh, not that I've read so far. I mean, there's much smaller attendances, which I suppose is a mitigating circumstance. But I, I think that's but by the by. You're right. There's a there's a sort of tosc- toxic masculinity side to this. And it's not a surprise that maybe in the current climate, these things are happening more. I used to live on Loftus Road. And not any, like, every time there was a game on, every single afternoon or night, there would be a fight outside my house. Like, people whacking each other with giant bits of wood. Just all sorts. Like, there was never not a fight. And it's just so sad that it's just, it's, you feel like it's just sport. It's just a game. There should be something, whether you win or lose, it's just, it is a thing. And how it ends up being this, like, violent tribal, like you say. I don't know. I can't, I I can't imagine one, I I hate certain footballers irrationally, but I cannot imagine ever having the desire to punch one in the back of the head. Well, mm. I um, I sort of asked my brothers rather sort of like glibly, what the hell's going on in our... We have a WhatsApp group, me and my brothers, that's called Brav Sports. Um, <laughs> and so I, said, I, I was just sort of like being poetic. I was like, is it Twitter? Is it Brexit? Why are people behaving like this? And my brother came back with... Sections of society thinking they can do what they want and face no real repercussions. It's almost as if the government set a precedent by washing their hands of unfavourable situations. Hashtag Shemima. Wow. Uh, and rather wow, than be yeah. like... Wow, that was an unexpected response. Well, yeah. I, was, I, was, I was so like... I, was tr- I, I tried to be like, oh, yes, I know what you're talking about. So I left it and then like a day later I was like, could you just explain what you mean? Because I don't know if I'm really following the Shemima Bigum thing properly. But basically... It, it, it's almost as if people are so fed up of government behaving like they want and doing what they want that a, a su- subsection of men think they can get away the exact same thing. Why not? Mm. Um, did you see the tweet from someone called Sophie Walker this week? Yes, I did, and I saw. Well, I'll let you. I'll let you deal I with didn't. it. This is a... well, she's the founder of the Women's Equality Party. She tweeted about the oh, terrorist yeah. attack in New Zealand, oh. and she said that men's violence is a single biggest threat to peace internationally. Um, and she got in horrendous level of abuse from trolls and men, a, a lot of men online. Mm. But it's all because it was retweeted by. Uh, who I thought was the nicest man in football, Dan Walker, uh, the Christian uh, presenter of Football Focus and the and I the think his Christianity is a, is a... Oh, but it, it, it is part of his image. It's part of a nice it's man. Sure. It's part um, of his like, nice man in football image. He tweeted in response to her saying, this is not the time to talk about gender uh, after the terrorist attack. Obviously an emotional time. But this is despite the fact that between 90 to 95% of all terrorist attacks in the last 20 years have been acted by men. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, it feels like absolutely the right time I to talk about agenda. Dan Walker's followers, Kyle, on Twitter, they must be people who follow him, who are nice and enjoy football in the way that you and I enjoy I'm football. I'm sure a lot right. of nice people follow him. He's, right. got, he's got half a million followers, though. But what so happened to Sophie Walker when she so was she... retweeted by Dan? Exactly. But she, she was talking about the vast, entrenched hyper-masculinity that's become the norm. And I think if you think of these pitch invasions and, and people clapping, people assaulting sportsmen like that, it mm. is that sort of like hyper-violent, toxic masculinity. Um and there was she mentioned like she paraphrased from the the and the New Zealand sort of terrorist manifesto that something said this strong men do not allow their culture to degrade weak men have created this situation and I think that ties into this sort of the climate of fandom and I actually I read something this week where a, a big fan advocate group came out to say do not equate football fans with these jobs. Uh, it's very, you know, they were very upset that it's such a damaging thing. Like football can bring men and women and children together in such beautiful ways. And to equate all fandom with violence is what happened in the 80s when Thatcher tried to make football fans get separate passports to regular citizens. Mm. Um, so there's that danger. But I think it, I think that, that there's something pertinent in that. I think, I think to devil's advocate, because I know it will happen, because we do have some listeners who don't necessarily agree with us wholly politically. Um, and we've never shied away from politics in the past. I don't see why we should in season three. Um, <laughs> but um, uh, I'll devil's advocate. Why the hell not? Like, I think a guy running onto the pitch drunkenly trying to punch someone isn't uh, a, a, a absolute reflection of uh, the horrific events that go on worldwide perpetrated by men or anybody else, is it? Well, it isn't, it isn't. No, I, uh, that was a, it's a thinker. I think that I, there's a lot to unpack there, a lot to unpack in what you've just said, Kyle, and what you quoted, and I don't even think we can begin until we start defining the words strength and weakness, because that just is, and so in those terms we need to do that, but also it's not like they are, uh, did you use the word equate? Yeah. I don't know if they're like, it, one is because of the other, but they... They come from different places, but they also stem from very similar things. And that's why, yes, when you say gender, and we're talking about men and men and violence and that sort of culture that exists, it's women are not really anywhere to be seen in those stories. And I don't think that stories we're told. I think that's just genuinely what is happening. If I was a yeah. Birmingham City fan this week, and I had been at that ground and seen a, a fellow fan hit someone and then watch my fellow supporters applaud him, I would feel really conflicted about continuing to support my club. And I think that, I think a lot of people feel that way. Um, but it's it's harder to sort of stand up and be counted in that voice, I think, than the other voice, which is because basically you assume as the non-violent fan that you're not under threat and your culture isn't under threat. So that your, your kind of voice of protest is quieter, I think. But maybe that's the danger. Mm. Maybe we should all be out. We should be more outcrying against these sort of things that happen. But I think that. Think, sorry. Sorry, no. I just interrupted you. I'm just wondering. Like, there's so much racism and violence in football culture, and that doesn't mean everyone that goes and sees. Because I've been to games before, and I haven't seen violence or haven't seen racism. We just we. I you know maybe I haven't just been to the right games. But um, I don't mean that I would want that to happen in the, the game. You know games, what I yeah. mean? Yeah. As in the games that have this happen. But is it just because... It, I mean, I know that there are police on the outsides of stadiums, but it, like, how how do you how do you get away with standing in the in standing and watching a game and shouting monkey noises at a player who's black? 
Like, how does that not get stopped? Good question. I don't understand. Like, it just feels like it's a very unmanned. Is that? I don't know. If the, I don't think yeah, that's the right word. Like, also, it's just very like un. A, it's just like you do what the fuck you like. There is an intimidating atmosphere. I've I've called people out who've sat near me for saying racist things or for homophobic things, but I've done it in a very careful way in maintaining my own ability to protect myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think some people would, some people do find it, it's very intimidating because that kind of racism or homophobia or the kind of anger that takes you onto the pitch uh, is uh, intimidating, undeniably. And so it's sometimes hard to call that out, although I think we should. There, every every ground has a good system in place. It's just very rarely used, where there, every one of them has a text service. That if you hear something offensive or you hear or see something violent that you disagree with, you can text straight away and they will send a steward there. But that is part of the problem, is that they, people, the clubs know that the fans are too scared to, to verbally out to call it out in the moment so that the very fact that you have these sort of like safety anonymous text ways of doing it you know at least it sort of you're trying to affect it in any way but it just it just mirrors how how scared they know you are mm. to call out a bigot or a violent uh, racist to their face and we've talked about on the, on the podcast before the only time i've ever seen i've ever seen a fan call out another fan in the same stand is because they were just masquerading and they were actually fans of the other club Never for bad language, never for racism, never for sexism, never for anything like that. I myself have sat next to a man who said something racist and I didn't know, I just froze, didn't know what to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is, yeah, that's just, that is a reality, I think, of the stands. Mm-hmm. So this week's worldie, more serious stuff than we, uh, than we sometimes talk about on the podcast, but I think very interesting and important stuff to talk about. And let's hope that this coming weekend, uh, as the Premier League gets back underway, I believe, I know it's the international break. Next weekend, as the Premier League comes back underway, let's hope that there are no pitch invasions. Stop stuffing crisps in your mouth as I'm about to record. What's wrong with you both? Oh, now you're going to have noisy drinks as well. Tell, say, say what Carl said to you about your drinking water earlier. He looked so serious and he started, because like, mine's like a sippy cup, like the Love Island bottles. Yeah. Um, And he said, bro, 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 can you just, can you just take this off? And I thought it was because you wanted to share. And he like, can you just take this off? Because it sounds like you're sucking a tit. <laughs> Shocking scenes. Shocking scenes. Shocking off air. Scenes. Um, off air that are then suddenly brought into the public eye. <laughs> Take the lid off your water bottle because it sounds like you're sucking a tip. Absolute worldie, HQ. <laughs> Ro, Ro, it's our first episode of season three and it has been such a pleasure to have you back on. Thank you very much for having me. I hope um, I can come back for season four. Yeah. And five and six and seven and eight. We oh. hope so too. We also, we're going to get back into watching games with people and, and doing the sort of podcast in the breaks. But you just wait to the business end of the season. There'll be plenty of opportunities for that. Do you want to come watch some football with us? I, I want to watch football. Well, then come. And I fo- want to watch women's football. I've been very clear about this. <laughs> I'm serious. Sort it out. So, listeners, don't forget to tweet us the links to all of the football you think that Rowan should see and we'll pass them on to her. And then we'll pay the posters and packaging as she slices off a bit of that gold. Oh, so yeah. Sweet gold. I forgot about that. Sorted out. Well, I'll tell you what. Well, if I can, if I can find the right kit, or if a listener will uh, donate the money so that we can, I will enable us to go to a game with you mm-hmm. and record live <laughs> a podcast from a women's football match. How's that sound? That sounds blooming epic. Do you actually support a women's football team? Well, it's very difficult because 
you know who I support yes. on the men's teams. Yes. And I don't think they have women's teams. United. United have just got a, t- a women's yeah. team for the first They're year. They're second in the uh, in the women's Super League Division Two. So, so they'll probably some... get promoted, and then you can see them in the big league. What about Whitstable? <laughs> no, so I would like to see them. I think I'd just like to see, yeah, just women's football. And also because the Women's World Cup is coming up in yeah. France. I really want to go to France. Well, I mean, <gasps> if anyone wants to crowdfund us or something, send us money, guys. This is Let's, actually what we're look, saying. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll appeal to the English FA, to the Lioness team, see if they can get us. We can go and live podcast, live tweet the whole tournament. Oh, God, could you imagine? We will be doing a World Cup uh, absolute worldie as we did for the men's. But also, Ro, I'm sure if they're going to send anyone, it won't be a football podcast fronted by two men. Hey, I'm here. <laughs> okay, well, maybe you can be there. You can take it on the road for us. No, we could all do it together. Okay, we'll try. Great, good. And right. can we? But can we watch it? Can we do like? Absolutely, um, we should watch 100%, it. Hundred percent, definitely. Brilliant. 100%. Yeah. Oh, that's fabulous. Until then, Ro, thank you so much. <laughs> see, see you for season. Hold on, I'm not done. I'm not done. That was a joke. That was a joke. <laughs> you can say bye. Say bye. <laughs> oh, see you later, Ro. Thanks for coming. Bye. Bye. Okay. That's right. Turn the headphones up. Okay, let's do this. Here we go. Do you remember back in season two, we used to do a bulletin? Yeah. Did we do an intro to that bulletin? Can you it's remember? absolute worldly football bulletin. What you need to know this week to fill those football-shaped holes in your repertoire. See, I've been thinking about that while we've been off the air. Off the air? We've been off air. We've been off air. I've been thinking about football-shaped holes in your repertoire. Yeah. I don't think it makes any sense. Okay, so my repertoire is all the things that I can speak about that week. That's my repertoire. And if there's gaps in it... Right, so the date today... We never normally do this, but I think we should start doing it more often. What, the date date, today? The date date today! Uh, The date that we're recording this podcast is the 20th of March 2019. Okay. What is in your repertoire this week? Um, Brexit. (laughs) Please don't talk about Brexit. I went to uh, uh, oh, someone's God, you, house. To, no, no. I went to someone's house for snacks the other night, and the things on topic were Brexit. Were they topics? Were you snacking we, on topics? We didn't. No, not topic bars. Oh right. Other chocolate bars are available. Um, <laughs> topic was Brexit. Do we understand it? No. No. Uh, second was uh, renewable f- uh, food packaging. Do we want it? Yes. Yes. There we go. Is that it? That no. was my repertoire. Uh, I was missing football, football shaped holes. <laughs> All right. Well, that's uh, that's probably enough about remind, reminding our listeners what it's what it's about. Do the intro again. Absolute worldly football bulletin. What you need to know this week to fill the football shaped holes in your repertoire. I did that without reading it. It just comes first flooding time back. Ever. There we go. <laughs> it's like a we're doing like a meta podcast this week where I just point out all the things we used to do. We're doing them again. We're doing them again. We're back. I've this time got it... really good reviews about the bulletin. Have you? From, yeah. From from because I think for, obviously we uh, we're wanting to go adrift into a you know a more a less formal, less structural kind of chat based pod. That's that's become deeply apparent already today. But the cynics uh, who the... like the structure, Wait. they're like love the love the bulletin, love it. I love Hold my structure. On. We have cynics who listen to this. As in cynics of. You know, free flowingness. They like, they want structure. Some people crave structure, Joel. I sort of crave a bit of structure oh, sometimes. I think I crave structure, but I'm unable to provide it. Well, that's what the bulletin is for. What, football structure. Repertoire. <laughs> Come on, then fill some shaped holes. Football, get the, yeah. Get the iPad. Get the iPad. No, don't, put, don't stop recording this. It's gold. It's this week's absolute worldy football bulletin. 
what you need to know this week to fill those football-shaped holes in your repertoire. After 30 of 38 games in the Premier League, there are no invincibles left. Just as we predicted, Kyle. Although both Liverpool and Man City are in the top 10 teams of all time after 30 games. In the Women's Super League, however, we do have an invincible contender. Man City women are currently unbeaten, but yet could still lose out to Arsenal women, who are two points behind with two games in hand, yet they're not unbeaten. Confused? You shouldn't be, it's quite simple. Vegan FC update. Forest Green Rovers are well in the League 2 promotion race. They're currently in 6th place, with the playoffs being between 4th to 7th place. But stay tuned, as they have the same points as the team in 7th, and only one more than the teams in 8th and 9th, with 8 games to go. Can you get promoted on a plant-based diet? We shall see. Drama fest in Europe. Six English teams through to the quarterfinals in the Champions League and Europa League, which could make for very interesting permutations later on. Only five teams from one country can qualify for next season's Champions League, and we all know six into five doesn't go. Speaking of countries, it's International Week. The Euro qualifiers kick off this midweek and will be finished by the end of the calendar year, when the playoffs will then refer back to the fun, fun, fun UEFA Nations League competition from autumn last year. Listen back to the Nations League episode from last season to be recapped on that, because we definitely can't remember the ins and outs, but it will be fun, fun, fun. And finally, our absolute worldy hearts burst earlier this year when we watched the BBC Three documentary about Britain's youngest chairman in charge of West Ham women's team but especially because we got to meet Alicia Lehman and Ramona Backman. Both are Swiss, Alicia plays for West Ham, Backman for Chelsea, and they're in a relationship. That's right, listeners, they live together and play for rival teams. The clip on the BBC Three website shows just what happened when they played each other recently. It had us crying, and also crying out, for the first male football couple to feel safe and ready to announce that to the men's football world. Although after what we've spoken about this week and the current fan climate, that does seem even less realistic than ever before. And that was this week's Absolute Worldy Football Bulletin. What you need to know this week to fill those football-shaped holes in your repertoire. Wasn't it fun to do another bulletin, Joel? Yes, I've so missed the structure of the bulletin, Kyle. I just find them so much fun. I mean, listen, you've, you've, you've won me over by saying that any of our listeners are interested in it, so that's, that's that's good enough for me. I'll continue to contribute. Well, sometimes we do get feedback, and it's always welcome. Yeah, feed us back. Feed us back? Feedback us? <laughs> feedback to... Give us, give us feedback. <laughs> I feel like we've been infected by our guests this week. Pay uh, it forward. Pay it forward. Get ahead of us getting ahead of things. Um, we One more time, thank you so much to Rowan McCloskey for coming back. She, she was, uh, as ever, a wondrous guest. A hoot. A hoot. Love her to bits. Uh, specifically love her football knowledge. It amazes me every time. And not only is it good to be back with the bulletin, it's good to be back in general, Joe. I'm really happy we're doing it again. It's been too long. Yes, we promise never to be absent from your lives for that length of time again, listeners. We, will, we are here to stay. You ain't getting rid of us that easy. Uh-uh. <laughs> So, thank you very much for joining us for the Absolute Body Football Podcast. We'll be back soon, where we'll be getting ahead of everything that we normally get ahead of. Goodbye. Goodbye. That was the Absolute Worldy Football Podcast by Kyle Ross and Joel Samuels with theme music by Adam Janot Wazowski and Amar Chada Patel. Absolute Worldy is dedicated to the memory of Liam Seeger, who designed our beautiful logo. Please do remember to like, share, subscribe, give us a rating, and follow us at Worldy Podcast. Goodbye. Welcome uh, back.
Oh, Roman McCloskey! Try that again. <laughs> <laughs> what? I was trying to do. I was talking over it. Look at this. 